start looking harder, a lot harder. Or start looking softer. Hard. It's so soft. Hard. It's so, so soft. Hard. So hard. Hard. Soft. Friday Rock Show with Adrian Byrne and Tony Wilson. Hard bag, soft bag. Which one would you choose? Greetings, faithful listeners. Rejoice. The weekend is here. And once again, it's time for the Friday Rock Show. As ever, I'm Adrian and this is Tony. And here's what's on offer tonight. Yes, tonight. We have music from Battle Beast, Nickelback, Fuzzy, oh, Incubus, yes, Royal Republic, yes, Amon Amarth, and Mastodon. Mastodon. Also tonight, we have lots of homos and promos, oh. which include interviews with Badge Halen and Look Back at Porkies. And a preview of our very own Time Viddler. Oh. So light some candles, pull on your onesie, pour a hard one, and pull on this. Cause they're back. Who's back? Metallica.
That was Hardbag Metallica. <laughs> yes! They're back! It's James, Kirk, Lars, and the other lad baiting the strings for their and our storming hardbag opener, oh! Hardwired. Hardwired! The four horsemen are in their early 50s. Hardwired to self destruct is their 10th studio album. Ten of them! And was born ignorant at the arse end of last year. Eight years after Death Magnetic. What's not? Eight years? Eight years? Number one in 57 countries, Hardwired to Self Destruct has sold 3 million to date. Them Talica unit shifters! That's something seeing is all ripped it off the internet. Tour sold out already, this. but you can still buy the Talica Experience tickets. You've the Hardwired Experience, the Sandman Experience, and also the Whiplash Experience, where for the price of a kidney, James will suck your cock. That's the Talica doing the marketing. Well, which, which experience would you go for? The uh, stay at home <laughs> experience. <laughs> I couldn't be clearer whether hard basset or soft basset you vote. The theme of tonight's further rock show is hard bag soft bag. The idea is we play five hard bag songs, which is heaviest slices of metal we could find, and we play five soft bag songs, which are not quite as hard. Maybe uh, a bit more melodic. Yes, more sensitive. Yeah, to the sensitive songs listener. about love. Yeah, probably have keyboards in them. Could have. Might be Michael Bolton or shit like that. Yeah. I want to lay down a bed of roses. <laughs> Baby, you're all that I want. I'm in heaven. That kind of stuff. So yeah, so it's hard bag, soft bag. Which one wins it? You decide. Phone in now to the Friday Rock Show. Yes, you can tweet us. Hashtag. Give us some hash reversing for here. Hashtag hardbag softbag. <laughs> or you can uh, text us. Tony will give out the number there. Oh, eight, nine, eight, <laughs> six, 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 six. Or you can email us here in the studio. That's ant at the studio at frs.com. As far as I heard tonight, 18, here it is. It's Friday Rock Show. It's Friday. Hope you're all casually relaxed out there. Here you go, 18. Yes, the weekend is here. So sit back, relax. After a long, hard week's work. Or maybe sitting on the doll. It's still the way it is nice these days with the economy. Or maybe continue to relax. We relax in our In company. a much cooler way. In a cooler way with us. A few cans of Scrumpy, Tuberg. Or maybe like Asian has a bit of a craft beer. He's a bit of a, an ailing to list. I have a crafty beer. Uh, we've plenty of more music and plenty more stuff to come. Two hours of rock and roll paradise. Some of your letters have arrived on our desks. Starting with Baldy. How are you, lads? Jamie Baldy. It's a hard road, eh? When Lainey dumped me two years ago after I tested our relationship by riding the Irish nurse Keela out in Carfu. Remember that? I didn't know if my heart would go on. That, that's a soft bag, Baldy. Soft bag. That's soft, soft bag. Soft right bag. there, there's a reference. Well, on it did. And here I sit. Still don't have me bullet bed back from Janice up in Green Ando. She keeps asking for me in the town. Says I can't have it back. Says I can have it back. The eyesight is fading though, isn't it? Is that light, Tim? <laughs> no, it's just a breath. Can't see it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Still don't have me bullet belt back from Janice up in Green Nando. She keeps asking for me in town. Says I can have it back if I pop up and pull on her base now and then. Fuck. Yes, you do. Like I'm scared. Boy, I have an erection. You know the way? I think you do. But fuck it. I'm too busy now. 
I'm moving and shaking. Sister says I'm dead if I don't cut down on the Mars bars. But I've no time to stop eating. Hey, <laughs> that. You just don't have time to stop eating. Too busy, like, to stuff more stuff in your craw. He's a busy man, busy man, on the go. Why are you busy anyway, Baldy? I'm organising the new cartoon festival for town. That's right, it's back after 19 years. Yes! So I've already booked big names for next year. It'll piss all over San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> I don't want to pick it up now. <laughs> it's all full of shit. It's all full of shit. <laughs> He's like a Komodo dragon with a saliva hanging out of him. I'll drop me fang. <laughs> You've already booked a big name for next year. It's a piss all over San Diego Comic Con. Well, Instagram me's over the details. He's not using the facts anymore. No! He's moved up in the world! Jeez, we may say up a fucking Instagram account, so. Have you not done that already? Why is it? Oh, I'm the producer. <laughs> well, I have to say, lads, it's done me the world of good. I've Tim, Tom, Will, Michael, Guy, and Graham all coming down. Martin won't come, but he's an old woman, and I've got no time for women. Any woman, especially Janice. We've elbow deep in me manly comics again, and I'm all the happier for it. I'd say he's there reading the Southern Bastards. Did you ever read the Southern Bastards? The Southern Bastards? <laughs> the lads from Gory? Not the Southern Bastards, the Southern. <laughs> Even when Vanessa Ardell Ray phoned up and asked me to put on the bill, I told her to fuck off. Who reads Black Widow anyway? No! Although I make sure my sisters are kept happy and winning t-shirts in the online competitions. Shot <laughs> on Facebook, alright, Molly. But lads, I'm a bit pissed off at the Rattrum Develop Association. <laughs> the Rattrum Develop Association? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. But lads, I'm a bit pissed off at the Rattrum Development Association. <laughs> Why, Baldy? Pray tell. They're just not interested in, in, in putting Rattrum on the map. It's hardly ever there most of the time. So you'd think they'd be happy someone tried to stop the whole lot collapsing into fucking obscurity. And if anyone gets their cake and eats it, well, we've fired in a rake of demands. All fairly reasonable. But the whores turned their snots up with fund of me gigs expenses. They said stop. I said go. They said fast. I said slow. They said yes. I said no. We, we did, did the, the bad, bad boy, boy boogie, boogie all over town, lads. <laughs> we said it'd bring much needed jobs to the town. As there currently aren't any. <laughs> I look bad acting that was. <laughs> there currently aren't any. And sure they haven't the money. And didn't I see Jimmy Olin with a new Pajero at the bingo the other day? It takes a lot of late lunches and early dinners to be able to put me of this magnitude on the table. I don't want to be the one to move the cartoon festival from an Irish home to somewhere like, you know, Corfu or something. Well, fair's fair, right? Somewhere where it can continue to expand to the next step on our journey to international cartoonal growth. Last week, the other day, I told Mrs. Lowry in the chipper that sure I've, I mean, we've outgrown Rattrum. We've eaten up all the resources, sometimes two bags in a sitting. And nobody, not least the RDA, is paying for the free parking and hotels for the cartoonists. Actually, there's no hotels here, not many buildings either. And half of them are boarded up, which are the last squat in the unfinished shell behind the square, won't they? Now, just a week before the festival, a wooden billboard of my face leans up against Morgan's shell with a permission denied stamp on it. <laughs> they just don't want to spend the money, Adrian. I just don't understand their greed. And they painted their fucking hall pink. I'm not one to hold grudges. We've a great lineup of real cartoon men for our comeback this year. And we've got music from Big Digger and the Bandits. They're two separate bands, by the way. Big Digger and the Bandits! 
Oh, when Will Simpson asked me to tell all who listen that on no account should young ladies under 19 approach him for evening sketches out in the Avondale woods, where thoughts and all else could be unburdened as they transform into nubile nymphs upon mossy rocks. That's not his thing, and sure they get tore up in the briars. <laughs> Back in the town, meanwhile, before the fireworks round off the festival, we hoped that the blow in himself, the orange outsider that did more for the town than any of the native ever fucking did, the cartoonist that created it all, the late great Terry Willers, will make a surprise appearance, please God. Also, Eleanor Mannion will be streaming herself live, uncensored footage of the event for RTE. Of course, be sure to get into the pubs early to get your caricature done by the cartoonists before they get scuttered and draw you up as a freakish gargoyle. Jesus lads anyway, I look forward to seeing you all there in what promised to be a great time out enjoyed by all. And if it proves successful, I could make space in my busy schedule to help you organise your upcoming 30th anniversary of the Friday Rock Show. Paul, you remembered! 92 was your best year, I'd say. I saw all Instagram is over me base contract and fee structure later. Till then, sure I'll even throw in a complimentary t-shirt for his boat. Cheers, lads! Joe the Ring! Baldy, Main Street, Rathdrum. Ah, uh, hey, thanks, Baldy! Hang on, he's gonna throw in one t-shirt for the both of us. Ah, uh, here. Thanks very much, Baldy. Baldy's on the way up. His head's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Commercial break! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Baldy, fair play to you, and I tell you one thing nobody appreciates all the hard work you do putting Rathdrum back on the map and turning that cartoon festival into what it is today. I hope you get the appreciation you deserve soon. And especially for you, Baldy, a bit of Nickelback. Must be nice! <laughs> Jesus, Nickelback have changed! They're turning into fucking Abba or something! I always knew they were corporate whores! Jeez, but they're totally sold out now. <laughs> Some lad on the flu hit, no, no. It's a dog, this. Here is the Irish entry for the Eurovision 2018. Baldy and the Red Dwarf. Bronze Tooth and Nickelback. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give a dwarf after midnight It's the same tune to the cartoon festival Here he comes, Polly the saviour to rescue the cartoon festival He rides into town on his one tooth horn Polly, Polly, Comic Con's gonna be jealous Baldy, Baldy, and all the artists, Baldy, oh. saving the cartoon festival. Some bass. There's Sean Byrne on the flute. Oh, he's going down the road to the crossroads. Maisie on the spoon. Woo! Fuck this, here's Nickelback. That's not so bad. That's so bad.
fucking back I don't know I don't know but 50 million ages can't be wrong so here they are fingers in their air in their, <laughs> in their ears I got the fingers in so they can't hear the absolute shite I can't listen to them <laughs> with their ninth album Feed the Machine Feed it you survived the ping pong riffery of Must Be Nice a super sexy soft bag starter on the show tonight a soft bag Chad the Kroger says we've gone back to some pretty crunchy roots and we're happy about that I mean we're always stretching it off pulling it in different directions and trying different positions. But we definitely went with more of an aggressive outburst on this record. Yeah, you did, yeah. Still soft bag, Chad lad. Still soft bag. I'm, I'm not sure I'd, about that. I'd be deb- debating now whether that's uh, a soft bag song. Right? That is a soft bag. Let's play my numbers. Tony, I think you're. I think you're cheating. I think you're cheating. No. I said you. No. I think we should mix it up a bit. Have a few more soft songs on. And that was a soft song. And you're disgu- you're sneaking in hard songs disguised as soft songs. Nickelback. You don't call Nickelback hard. The riff was hard. That was hard bag. <sighs> Listeners, if you agree, <laughs> let us know. Hashtag hard bag soft bag. Does hard bag it? What's up, Bicey? Tonight, you decide. Huh? Just go for some water. Don't stop the show on my account. We'll take a break from the music once again to go back to the merry missives of our listeners. Mm. It's time for... Hello! <laughs> Who's this? A foreign one. Hello, I have been a fan of the Iron Maiden since they recorded the video to Holy Smoke on my father's farm. I was only eight at the time, but remembering sitting on the back of the tractor with Steve Harris, dressed with his little white football shorts. And I have been in love with him ever since. I was like, you're waiting. What's what's wrong with that? On the farm, Steve, he would sit me on his knee and (laughs) told me bedtime stories, like the one about coming home late at night and looking to see a satanic ritual. Oh, and silly Nico would chase me around with his little sooty puppet. (laughs) Mad Uncle Bruce was a bit scary, though, walking around in a vicar's outfit. Uncle Bruce, Adrian and Stephen would row a lot, though. Stephen wanted it hard and raw and was the boss. Fuzzy memories. The first album I bought was Fear of the Dark on the cassette. It gave me goose pimples all over my body the first time I heard it and touched something primal deep inside of me. 
After that, I went out and bought all of their albums and voraciously ate them all up in late night listening sessions on my headphones. I started to fall in love with the deep bass throbbing and pulsing like the conductor leading a divine orchestra. Many wasted years I have spent thinking of Stephen. I even got ink. The final Frontier LP cover etched above my vagina, as I hoped Stephen would one day reach there. For myself, I bought a denim jacket. All of the patches of the demon monster Eddie I would sew on. Sometimes I would wear it undressed to bring me closer to Stevie. You wear the denim jacket in the nipple? Last concert I attended, I lost control over my body and I made a mad dash for the stage to get a selfie with you. The steward rugby tackled me to the ground, sending my phone splitting to pieces. But as I fell to the ground, I see you with gritted teeth pointing the head of your base towards me like a giant phallus. <laughs> Steve Harris, I love you so much. I went to sleep last night for an hour. I listened to you for an hour, caressing myself. Then I showered for almost half an hour, just for you. In my bed again, I imagined how I would introduce myself to you, how our eyes would meet, and there would be instant an animal attraction. Next moment, we would be in your hotel room. I see myself gently pushing up your West Ham shirt. <coughs> then I gently slip your spine down with my tongue. Slowly, delicately, I undress your boxer shorts. Then I kiss your butt tenderly ah, with my tongue and lovingly kissed it and caressed it. This is for the women, obviously. Oh, Stevie, I want to massage your penis passionately. Oh. Working my way down, next I, I will place my tender lips on your long-haired tarantula legs. <laughs> <laughs> Peeling off your sports sock, I would bite soft... I you want sock on I did you know what he flung off in the bedpost. <laughs> uh, he's that's, what, that's what I do he's I try to let the, f the foot heat up and as soon as it got warm enough I fling that sock off and then sometimes I'd be left with only one sock until that foot was at the appropriate level of temperature uh, peeling off your sports sock I would bite softly into your washed and clean feet after the show <sighs> taking your foot in my hand I would brush <laughs> your long rough toenails across my cheek oh. inserting a nail I would pick under each nail until they were clean <laughs> it is my desire to massage your beautiful feet and kiss lovingly Ugh. gently almost reverently I would kiss each of your toes with my tongue oh those little hairs on each toe I would tease them gently perhaps I would pluck one to keep in my memory box <sighs> then I would chip away with my nail on the hard skin of your heel to expose the smooth skin underneath finally I would bite into the soft side of your foot passionately and delicately Steve, you would now be aroused enough. I would see the flash of your blade. Your Your long one string bass would be taut enough for me to pluck it hard. I would gently slide on top of you wearing nothing but my prowler t shirt. And I would put it up just enough to slide you inside me. Stop it! Then you would finally tame a land. But Stephen, don't be quick or you will be dead. Hope Steve's not listening. We could go all night. Until you had your seventh come of a seventh come. <laughs> to sleep now I go, gazing lovingly at your pitcher and drinking a warm bottle of Trooper. What the Trooper? I imagine this is what your urine tastes like, all warm, frothy and slightly bitter hoppy taste of it. Oh, and before I would sleep, I would spit on a pitcher of Metallica, as they are the false gods, maiden of the greatest. No! I am so in love with you, my immortal, my darling, my beautiful angel, Stephen Harris. Yours, a foreign girl. Well, that's by far the sickest thing I've heard in a friendly auction in many a year. Thanks, foreign girl, for letting us know. Um, hopefully, we'll pass it on to Stephen for you, if you're listening, Stevie. You're in for a sex night. 
<laughs> hey man, Marty. Salty skin lashing off your face, thwapping across your head as Olavi, Johan, one and two, Ted and Yucky stand at the bow, pissing into the sea. That was hardbag. Hard fucking bag. Swung low by Maledic Dead Midlers. Amon Amarth. Pillaging and raping since 1992. On their ninth plunder this time, going by the name Yum's Viking. Taking its name from pagan Viking mercenaries in the 10th century. 
dedicating themselves to the worship of Odin, Thor Helmsford and skinny posh Loki Hiddleston. That's right. And by the way... (laughs) That's right. That's That's right. And by the way, more Odin coming up later. But for the meantime, you are randomly impaled by the way of the Vikings. The Friday Rock Show? What is this nonsense? So I'd say that's definitely uh, hard back there. That was the best song of the night. I think it would have been perfect if you, it was a different singer. I don't like a man singing. You don't like a man singing? No. I wouldn't argue with him by the very look of him. But uh, yeah, it was proper metal. And the lyrics were excellent. Top marks, lads. I'm an armart. But now it's time for a promo. It's the Time Fiddler. There lives a man of magic. We've invented a time toilet. <laughs> Where time is his tune. These jokes can take proper hardship and they can go on forever. Sure, I'll bang the particles the bits with a sledgehammer in the shed. He rolls his eyes, begins to play. Well, how Jesus? Down, forward, up, break. Every minute of every hour of every day. I had to knock something up to come and get you. Come on, slap her to Mickey. Tucker Peacock is very near. I'm only alive here today because of extraterrestrial intervention. Searching for aliens every year. I believed I had discovered the lost city of Atlantis. Believing in their mysterious lives. I was starting to get a semi-nervous horn. An awesome sight. Filing his preternatural archives. But I'll drown before I reach the surface. I was stuck here. Time will unite them. And suddenly, I was sitting on the jacks. And they will fly. Yeah, but not here. But what if time <laughs> is in short supply? Quick, get in, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Run. Oh, fuck the gods. Fiddler. I had to knock something up to come and get you. Out now. <laughs> Jeez, I can't wait to see that film, Tony. <laughs> That's a time fiddler. Time fiddler? Something familiar about that. He used to write into us. It's Tucker. Tucker Wilson. Tucker Peacock. He was known to us as Tucker Wilson. That's it, but you know, he had to change his name so he wouldn't be identified. To protect the innocence. It's Larry Jean. Coming, coming out. Just have to get it out of the box for you. Pull it, pull it out of that big pile there you have <sighs> behind you. Oh. <laughs> it's yours. Looking at you all this time. Hello, Adrian. And I believe another one. Ah. Hi, I'm sat in the UCLA Medical Center on Santa Monica. I was told to say hi from a friend, so you have to congratulate me. I'm 21. Again. Oh. Uh-huh. And I've fallen head over heels in total love with my main man, Matt. He's 21 too. Oh, Matt is gorgeous. You'd love him. He's on Instagram as usual. You can see him there with his chick white Ethiopian. He's too dumb and bastard! No, you get that wrong! You can see him there with his chic white Ethiopian looks and pimply muscles. Matt's an actor like me. We met here in West Hollywood, as all beautiful people do, inside La Villa Straniato. I was there earlier with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey! Well, maybe that's how you pronounce it. Matt was gurning and flexing at me from across the restaurant. At least I think so. My eyesight isn't so good. I gave him the finger. He came over. He was so shy, so he hid his face behind his phone as he approached our table. I asked, did he know me? Harvey laughed. Everybody knows Kate. Matt shook his head. I didn't mind. He had the most alluring lips, like a tsunami rolling across his face. 
They pulsated even more than mine. Harvey ordered Bollinger. He was gobshocked. Matt didn't know who I was. Underworld 1? Uh, Underworld 2? Oh, come on. Underworld 3? 4? For fuck's sake. The fifth one is out right now. As he tore into his lobster, Matt shook his head. That was it. I was hooked. And nobody. I was relieved because of the incident at Shalala Comic Con when signing a DVD of Rising Damp. <laughs> of course, the fact that my father died with Rising Damp set me off. The tears pissed out of me straight across this goon's face. And the goon just stood there sweating at me, rubbing himself, and proceeded to pull down his goony tracksuit bottoms. Hey, look at me, Rue! Look at me, Rue! He roared. I screamed. He lunged at me. Oh no! The table flew backwards and took the shells with us. I was dying under his fatty red folds until rescued by, by the gabbler of all people. The yes, the gabbler. The gabbler? He saved me. I'll never forget what he shouted. Mandrel Bark, what did I say last time with Lily Allen? As I stared blind into Matt's rippling lips, recalling the traumas and the goons resulting barring order, Matt took it as the cue to stick his licky lizard in me. <gasps> licky lizard? At the table. The minx. Harvey nearly choked on a claw, but it was wonderful. A fast, darting, unskilled tongue for sure, but that can be trained. I jumped up. Blew kisses to Harvey and took off with Matt into the warm, rich people there. I can just hear the piano. We ran down Santa Monica at midnight. He took selfies. I flicked my extensions. <gasps> he curled his biceps. I pissed on Katy Perry's private driveway. We watched it flow down into the storm train. We didn't make it to sunset as Matt dived onto the curb to furiously flick. <gasps> oh, but not on my wet, willing, pronated bean. Oh no, he's a demon with an awful addiction to hashtagging, you see. I pressed my little man back into his boat and sat down beside Matt. <laughs> he told me that he just does it to get his sensitive feelings out there and high-fived me on the forehead. He's so witted. The first time I was his age, the news said they all had AIDS. Oh my god! Matt said he didn't know who AIDS was and took my hand to run. My bare feet slapped off the freshly hosed asphalt when Matt stopped suddenly at a corner. His lips exploded in hissy laughter and whipped out his phone. What's he doing? I was waiting for his cock up in me against the side wall, but no! He was posing for an Instagram next to the Senior Citizen Centre sign. Age is just a number. Age is just a number. <laughs> With a heart emoji. Ah, a heart emoji. What are they? I was all wet and unsatisfied, but also so squiggly inside. Look at his simian innocence as he dorkily digited to his pals on his phone that Age is just a number. Find someone you love and take their bread away. Even if that means putting a kink in their oxygen tank cord. <laughs> ha! I laughed so much my varicose veins nearly splat out. Matt said he was a sketch comedy thespian. I told him I tried funny. Did a film he didn't know starring Simon Pegg and a dog. I did lots of research for inspiration. I always do. My next shoot is me playing an older woman seducing a younger man in a film called The Only Living Boy in New York. Ah, Matt won't see the connection. He's never been to New York. As I mused in the crisp night, I heard the distant yet unmistakably shrill voice of The Gobbler! The Gobbler! He's made it to Hollywood. <laughs> the stars disappeared as he roared his 4x4 four four up to my feet to the tune of blues Dabba Dee Dabba Da and jumped out shouting Hey Beckinsale, this teenage gobshite has on you. I'll save yous again, but it'll cost you an interview for me sci-fi spot. To which Matt dropped his phone, sprung himself at the gobbler and punched him into a bloody pulp on the sidewalk. No! So, here I sit in the UCLA Medical Centre on Santa Monica as the gobbler gets his jaw painfully wired back into place. 
My brilliant macho Matt is currently Instagramming each of the sweet selections in the vending machine and I feel so blessed. But the gabbler did manage to tell me who you were and to say hi from him. So here I am. Hi. Kate Beckinsale, 21, West Hollywood, USA. Kate Beckinsale? Oh, Kate Beckinsale is gorgeous. But she's got a 21-year-old boyfriend called Matt. I'm just Actually, Matt. I'm just who burst the gabbler? Let me finish. <laughs> I'm just knocked out that she would say hi to me. What are we playing for Kay, Eugene? <laughs> <laughs> Especially for you, Kate. This band is from California. All Time Low, which is uh, probably where Gabler is right now. And this song is Last Young Renegade. Is this soft or hard bag, Tony? Very soft. Soft bag. Cakes, walking down with a fade, hand in hand, like we're gonna take her in sand. You said you're sick and tired of it, from her toes.
Oh, totes emotion. That one gave me the feels, Tony. In fact, I'm going to dedicate it to Michelle. She's back in my life. Kind of. It's going out to you if you're listening out there. You won't be the first one to borrow an order, Kate. We'll never let you go. All time low. All time. A slice of smooth acre called Last Young Renegade from their new album of the same three words. <laughs> oh, all time low. You were the best thing that ever happened. To confused menstruating young ones. Oh! Seven albums into their career. Seven. Yes, seven. They don't even look 17. Maybe that's the key to softbag. Maybe that is the key to softbag. It's the elixir of youth. That's it. Look at a man a master. Bet down. But it's clearly paying off for all time low as they have by far the best ladyboy jackets in the biz. You seen them on the video? It's all the nice look like Steve Harris with the little shorts on them. They'll get their holes anyway. <laughs> May roll up the sleeves, Tony. Already done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But that was first soft bag that one was, wasn't it? It made me hurt inside. There's no debate in that one. That was soft bag. Yeah, yeah. I felt like we were back in the back in the back in the day. Just back in the fucking days. That was. Yeah, we were straight playing. back with a bullet nightly. Yeah, there's Casey Case. I'm looking at you. When we used to play the ballads and stuff. <laughs> Whatever they they released. Who's this there from, AJ? And those who have a religious disposition, you should leave the room right now. As <laughs> for the rest of us normal people, let's listen. <laughs> Who are you, lads? Peace be witches. It's a jagger! <laughs> you find me in turmoil and at odds with my faith. I'm in trouble because people have accused me of being a religious fanatic. Governor! Now I like God, I do. Growing up, Black Sabbath were my favourite band. Dewy-eyed nostalgia fills me when I think about the clickety-clack as I open the door and throw a cassette tape on the deck. <laughs> a hiss would fill the speakers, soon followed up by the tolling, desolate bells hanging on the wind. And then Selena starts singing. Then you would... <laughs> <laughs> then Where are you gone, my love? I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> And then you'd hear the soft crackling as my Zippo lights up a fat one. <laughs> I'd take a long, deep toke. With the zip coming down. <laughs> Sabbath kind of led me to an interest in the occult. Well, the irony is, lads, if you believe in Satan, you must believe in God. Ah. Uh, now, religion has given me great strength and it's helped me cope with the weird stuff that's happened to me over the years. I believe I've become a happier and calmer person. It's even led me to getting more access to my kids from my ex-girlfriend. During a recent visit to their house, I was stood alone in my son's bedroom looking at their possessions. It seemed as if I barely knew him. She possessed? He was leading a life I was barely part of. On his walls were pictures of superheroes and footballers. These were the false idols he worshipped. We all know it is sinful to have false gods. Gently, I removed all of his posters, folding them into a neat pile. Ah, I took those along with small idols, his action figures, and set them alight in the garden. Ah, you did not. On my son's empty shelf, I place a Bible. Once again, he's now taken my access. <gasps> there was a local community employment scheme that had given my hands the means to do an honest day's toil. It was God's work. Keeping the local town beautiful. Cutting back overgrown ditches and planting flowers. As I made my way home one Friday evening, I passed the local bingo hall. It was a den of iniquity. <gasps> the red rage descended on me and I burst in the door of the hall, nearly knocking over poor Mr Joe Hawthorne. Look at y'all, in your little den of old ladies, gambling. You know it's a sin. I upended the table at the top of the room and bingo books and markers showered everywhere. Jimmy, the bingo hall caller, asked me to leave. Repent, all of you. I screamed as I made my way out of the hall. He kicked out the, the bingo players. Anyway, one of my friends approached me like a good Samaritan. He expressed his concern that I was filled with anger and not being myself. I reassured him everything was okay. And I was just frustrated that people seemed to have abandoned the Lord. He recommended I join them at the local pub with some of our other friends and relax and have some fun. 
I tried, I really did. But one member of the group was really annoying me. The mushroom was telling lewd jokes and being disrespectful. That's mushy. I watched him smoking and laughing and I felt the red rage again. He drank and he drank. It was as if Lucifer had possessed him and he couldn't stop. Finally, I snapped and I swatted the point from his hand, smashing against the wall. What the fuck are you doing? He said to me, always bulging out of his head. Drunkenness has condemned the Bible. Save yourself. The demon has you enslaved. Give it up and return to the Lord. I begged him. At this point, my good friend suggested it was time for me to leave. He walked me home. And I haven't heard from him since. I suppose my brother was the only one who understood my struggles and how hard it was for me not to see my kids. One Sunday, he kindly had me over for dinner and I enjoyed spending time with my nieces. We noticed the programmes they were eating up on the Disney Channel. Very young girls were the stars of these programmes. They were very sexualised for their age. They were dressed like women, 10 years or senior, in tight tops clinging to their tiny breasts, exposing midriffs and short skirts showing acres of long tanned legs. It's a hard bag or a soft bag, Lester. We say hard bag. <laughs> what do you say? And the makeup. They were painted up like tarts. Oh no. We went over to the skybox and carefully unplugged all the cables. My nieces were confused and irritated, unsure of what I was doing. I threw the satellite receiver out the window and into my brother's pond. Now he has also abandoned me. I'm being tested. My parents and God are all I have left. They had a traumatic experience recently when they came home to find their five pet dogs had been beaten to death. Like all God's creatures, they were beautiful Labradors who had all grown up together from the same litter. From my parents' kitchen window, I used to watch them play in the garden outside, lads. They would fight and play and chase each other around the lawn. I also noticed they liked to sniff each other's anus. And then I saw them mount each other. Recently, I had been reading the teachings of Pastor Badpaw and his writings of the evils of homosexuality. I wa- <laughs> I went up to the garden shed and I got out my old hurley stick. Systematically, I chased each one of them down and smashed their skulls in like eggs with my hurley stick, praying all the time. Soon, I was kneeling down surrounded by five lifeless bodies with blood and brain matter all over the grass. My mother in particular was distraught when she came home. Don't cry, Mum, I told her. These things happen for a reason. It's all God's will. I didn't sleep well that night. My mother's sobbing kept me awake well into the early hours. Next day after work, one of my colleagues dropped me off before the crossroads near home. My father drove up behind me in his pickup van. He got out and swiped his hand to the back of my head, knocking me to the ground. That's what breaking your parents' hearts! He said, jumping back into the pickup and speeding off. I picked myself up and walked on. An old lady cycled towards me and kept coming and coming until her front tyre rammed into my leg. I lost balance and fell back onto the tarmac. That's for ruining last week's bingo, she roared. The Lord is my shepherd. I recited to reassure myself as I got to the peddler's cross. What now though, as a red Ferrari roared up beside me and came to a stop. It was Mushroom when he was getting out. He nailed me at the cross with a right hook to the jaw and I fell to the tarmac bleeding. I lay there on my knees for what seemed like an age, wondering what had I done wrong lads, did I deserve this? But just before I lost my fate, a kind old Mrs Kenny stopped by and wiped the blood off my face. Then I knew, amongst all the evil, there was still kindness in this world. Lads, I hope you do not see me as a religious fanatic, as a Jesus freak, but as what I am, 
a man who cares deeply about his family and wants to save them from the evils of this world. Peace be with you, Jagger. You got very cold in this studio. Yeah, yeah, I've had a fucking shiver down now. Bit of a chill. We don't want to be getting on the wrong side of Jagger. It's like sliced earth. <gasps> and the seven headed whore. Ah! <laughs> Utterly, ruttingly fantastic Iced Earth. Earth and the magnificent Seven-Headed Whore. Did you ever see one of them, Tony? Uh, maybe. I did one night in loose holes after a piece. Nearly fell over the runabouts fighting her off. <laughs> then you married her. Only joking, Maggie. Anyway, I start is John Schaefer, who started in 1988, and 114 musical sacrifices later, he's still shredding fingernail. Tune down to D as in death. Um, the new album is incorruptible. Are you alright, Tony? Huh? What's all tight? It's okay, stay close to me and you'll be fine. Just don't go to the toilet. <laughs> I don't like to look at this place, AJ! <laughs> Tonight, the Friday Rock Show is live from the George in Dublin to catch up with Vanessa Dunn. 
Vanessa, you're the lead singer of the queer cock rock cover band Thaj Halen. Thaj Halen? Yeah. Just, I guess, yeah. And you're heavily pregnant, I see. How's that work? <laughs> Observation, yeah. I've got an eye for the women. That, that's a good uh, Should you be drinking that at your. Uh, what is that you have? What's that drink that Looks nice. Lebowski always drank? That's it. It's like it's a. Brown, though. Brown Kahlua and, Kahlua and milk. That was. Uh, I don't remember. That film's about 20 years ago. I was right Russian, right? Russian. That's before people who went to university. <laughs> Tony now, he's the man for the black Russians. He's not a racialist. I'm not. Oh, we need a hell Don't of a like lot more, by the way, right now, too. Get away from me, Oh, yo. so you're a bit nervous playing at Ireland's most famous gay bar. Uh, uh, yeah. This is a gay bar! Pretty much. I mean, it depends <laughs> on the show. That seems like a soft crowd. Anyway. Your nipples get, like, massive. Yeah? <laughs> Huge. No, uh... <laughs> I can actually see that, Vanessa. As you don't wear much on stage, do you? No, you're right. Yeah, I guess on stage, like, just... Listen, aren't you a bit worried about calving live up on stage? I think that at the show in October, there may be some fluids. <laughs> I don't... It clearly won't be for my breast yet, but, like... That's I'm when you're just, due, is it? I'm just going to be a just juicy... Oh, that's just disgusting. Stop touching me! No, no. Perfectly natural, I think. But you still have time before all the major changes kick in. When the baby comes, you get this initial, like, um, almost like a pre... The only thing I can think of is pre-com, but that... <laughs> that's fucking sick! So anyway, um, what's what about the music tonight? What are you playing? Some Bon Jovi? No, bon just stop. Your body's just incredible. <clears throat> Thanks. And your body's incredible too. <laughs> but uh, no more baby talking fairness. Vanessa. Uh, Tony's just asked me, how did it actually happen? You know, if you're a... You're a... Fanny Basher! Actually being pregnant, it's like I, I knew how it happened. Like, that was about it. Ah, yeah! Some random fella from the donation station? Yeah. That's it. We're back to the gig here in the George. Yeah. There seems quite a few young girls here. Like, see that one over there? The girl's really, like, taking a gander. Sticking the tongue out, is she? At my crotch. She might be like... like she's side-eyeing it and sipping on her drink. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I heard the first time you played Let There Be Rock in L.A., the crowd didn't know what to think when you bounded on stage in your underwear and gaffer tape. Yeah. That was sort of our tipping point, where we literally went out and... Um, Everyone had their arms crossed, like just ah, yeah. dudes. It was just, it was just heavy. Metal fans are idiots, right? Stop shite. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And when you get up on stage, you want to take the piss out of them. Gotcha. Oh fuck. Listen. And you can't be fucking with the DC. <laughs> Mostly crew, absolutely. That's it. But not the DC. No. I'm, Never the DC. I'm not doing this music because every time, because I want to have a serious, you know. No, because that would be stupid. If you want that, go and pay 40 euros to see Professor Breeny Mox annoy you with his astronomical brain. No, you're right. Say Breeny Mox is coming up later in the show. I'm wearing for God's sake. Exactly. I don't think Breeny Mox would pull off see-through nylon, nipple tape, and a white Russian in his hand like you do, Vanessa. I'd pull off her see-through nylons, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the lads here want to pull something straight off me. I love what. Like, I've said Look it numerous times, but if you ever really want to piss off you know so many people you just be an all-female cover band and people get really fucking livid about that well you know why you think metal fans are stupid i i, I don't know i yeah, mean yeah yeah sweaty lads rubbing their stumps up against your pert hole in the packed audience oh my god savages I mean, I I, it's amazing you haven't been taken out in the yard and bet fuck's sake how long has badge halen lasted now i six years in or something it's ridiculous you said it, Vanessa. Well, we at the Friday Rock Show love you for showing us your balls. You <laughs> Big balls, who? It takes a lot to go up there in Norton McGaffer tape, copying Wendy O. Williams of the Plasmatics. The, 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 I think the missing piece is lack of ego. 
Try telling that to Axel Rose. He'd bait you. Of course you would. Surely you need a bit of ego in this business if you're serious. Yeah. Do you know more than me? I'm only born yesterday and I don't have a clue. I know at its core, when everyone's writing us off, I know at its core that what it is and what it could be. And I think we really started to hit that stride. I see. Yeah. Fair play to you. Well, the white Russian slipped down your throat and they're waiting for you up there. Vanessa Dunn, it's time for you to take Badge Hale to the stage tonight in the George. Good luck. See you, Badge. be clearer whether hard basset or soft basset you vote you're listening <sighs> the dagger's in your throat it's friday night and you're listening to the friday rock show tonight's show is hard bag soft bag we're playing five hard bag songs and five soft bag songs and it's up to you to decide which is best so we're taking your votes now by Twitter, by text, whatever other means you have to contact Adrian and Tony. Through the ether! If you're outside, show up at the window. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better? Hard or soft bag? But now we'll crack on with another letter. Hello there, Adrian and Tony. How's it there, you two? Hope you haven't forgotten us. Been a good 26 years since we let you into the world fully prepared for life with the optimism of feral goats. Who's this? Sean Wrigley, your school principal here. Ah, oh, how are you, Sean? You'll be glad to hear I'm still alive after leasing the gear stick 10 years ago, but I still chew the gum. It's in the family. As I near the end, it occurs to me to reminisce of the good old days of japes, scrapes, little cunts who should have been ripped from their mother's teeth and buried alive. Your year, lads, was probably the worst point of my illustrious many medal career as principal from 1976 to 2007. How's he gone, is he? Uh, long gone! No, not now. I didn't really want to know. Didn't care. Don't care! But I did enjoy your long, girly hair, brightly coloured jackets and sheer happy-faced ignorance. Ladies, men, eh? And were we all happy in the old school in the Ard Avon mansion and a few battered damp prefabs? Was that actually what it was called? That's right. I'm loving the reason. See, you never knew nothing when you were there and you still know nothing about when you yeah. left. Didn't care. Don't care. <laughs> I have to laugh, but as soon as you, you young skulls left, we moved to a brand new build up the road in 92. Cruel savagery. I know all about that. I did my right hand man shockancy. What a boy. He cleaned, he sang, he worshipped our saintly lord. But no, he's not dead like. God, no. Still with the living. I do miss him. Ah, I remember when he had a lucky escape in the new school, turn up towards it to be engulfed by flames in the PE equipment room. He looked like the devil as he ran nigger black for the extinguisher. But the fire took him by surprise, and he was then nearly killed by smoke. When I first saw him after, I nearly choked him experiment. He looked like a minstrel. It was the first time he ever took a beating, he said. I'm shocked he's hard bag. The smoke came am, he said, like Muhammad feckin' Ali. Ah, but that was nothing compared to the handicaps of life at the school. And I don't mean your brains. For God's sake, I'm still amazed we never suffocated. <laughs> they fucking tried! <laughs> and what about the erections? What? Jesus, we had so many. I did find that when I was that age, they would come unexpectedly and unwelcomely in the middle of classes. Is this what he's talking about? At the end of your time, there were five extra prefabs erected. Oh. Be embarrassed now, I have to say. 
second. <laughs> Were you enjoyed by teachers who scratched, swore, beat bamboo sticks, smoked, punched, and forced many a pupil to relocate? You wouldn't know it, but I often had to head up the street to the cornerhouse pub to drag them back for the afternoon lessons. Half of them were mouldy, as they filled you up with the things that would prove useless thereafter. Ah, good old days. I remember one, lads. Jason Gobshoy, who <laughs> sent our English school teacher Michael Brennan a Valentine's card with a rubbery Johnny taped to the inside. He had to be expelled. The student of his sure couldn't sanction Mr. Brennan for his soft girly voice. He was no lame melon, true enough, but who'd replace him? No one wanted to work with us or be near us. Yeah, it was fairly serious weather at the time when Mr. Mellon got hold of Mr. Brennan in the pub that night and shoved him a bit of the fist. <laughs> that sort of thing was not to be tolerated and I think I saved young Jason from himself that time. If there was any lustfulness shown on either side of the trenches, we soon bated out him. It was the feckin' 80s, lads. Remember Vincent Hanley? God, I love him. Went queer <laughs> in America. Dead like our lord at 33. And tell me now, Whatever happened to the red-haired tailor lad? When he was actually in the school, I hear. Give him a mandolin and he'd be like a right troubadour chasing after big fat ugly girls with his hair wafting in the breeze. Like a right posh girly bollocks. Must be dead by now at least. Anyway, look I thought I'd just say hello and say well done for keeping the radio thing going. God knows you are fit for little else. These were no Brady, Woolen or Rooney. By Christ there were some senior footballers. Medals. More and more medals. Ash, I'm only joking. He did well. I think you, Bourne, even got praised for some art you did back in the day. Well done now. And again, don't forget where you came from, even if it deserves to be forgot. All the best now. God bless you. Sean Wrigley, Principal Emeritus Forever. Ah, uh, Sean, you know, it touches my heart that you remember that I got praised once for the art. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the only thing I achieved. Well, you see, after you after spent that limited amount of time in your school, he went and drew the doll. Soon after. Okay, back to the music. Is it soft bag? Is it hard bag? It's up to you, Fuzzy Judas. Come! 
It's the Fuzzy. Love the Fuzzy. Tony's favourite band down on Dangleberry Farm back in 2011. Yeah. Muscle molester Chris Jericho paired his World Wrestling Federation gig with Fuzzy from 2000. If Metallica and Journey had a bastard child, it would be Fuzzy, said Chris. <laughs> 17 years later, he's still the very same. All singing, all dancing, all spandex bastard. You were softly flung to the canvas by Judas. Judas. From their seventh new album, also Judas. Judas. Ah, go on, you bastard Judas muscle molester. Get in the ring with Big Daddy. Or fucking giant haystacks. They were real wrestlers. Did you know that Big Daddy's real name was Shirley Crabtree? You see, Chris? Cool fake names and even better real ones. Our father. Which art in the heavens? Are you like the king of these losers now? You pissing me when I was stoned off my head again? I've seen him on the face of Butcher. What? Butcher? Oh, it's cold! Hallowed be thy name. Today, Father, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. You are my child, and I love you. In earth, as it is in soup alone. As it be in the soup alone. Give us this day as they begin to die. We will crucify you. Huh? And forgive us our deception. But I am not my brother's keeper. I am the star child. What a stupid thing to say. As we must forgive them that deceive against us. Why hast thou forsaken me? And lead us not into temptation. I don't think I can allow you to wash my feet, Ned. Keep the crown of bullets. I like that. Butcher! Oh, come on! But deliver us from evil. What the fuck did you just say? You're not Baldy! Pipe down, Ned! Of course it's him! Meemong. They live symbiotically on human faces. The Meemong! The Meemong! To initiate the Meemong, you must all ejaculate your semen onto Butcher's face. Suck out the Meemong! Ate their faces smooth! For thine is this kingdom. Father, into thy hands I command my spirit. Butcher, Jagger. Tucker and Ollie. Don't look back! Move! I'm going to ride your face off. Jesus Christ! As death comes to Ratley. Tombstones! Shooting into the sky! Ratley's dead of arisen! To fight like babies. That's a big baby! Panspermia, too. It's a panspermia! <laughs> The infection is inseminating. Hardcore! We use that! Ah! I'm taking off! Ah! Ah! Push up! We run a boat! I love you all. Sounds good. Coming to an audio drama provider near you this autumn. Say that we've taken up by the BBC first quick. I'd say. I'd say that. Sounds like a good Sunday evening drama. Banging on the doors. Mad for <laughs> You might have to edit out the ejaculation part though. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's good. It's that's H- hard bag. <laughs> Maybe HBO would like it. HBO? HBO, yeah. Not HBO. The Friday Rock Show. We're hard and soft at the same time. We're in agreement the last song was definitely soft bag. Fuzzy soft. Fuzzy soft. But we're interested in your opinion, so keep those texts and tweets coming. It's pretty even Stevens tonight. Good day, Friday Rock Show. 
It is I, Pastor Badpaw, here again to remind you of the evils of homosexuality. Is Vanessa done there? Oh God, she won't be happy with that. If I tell you now, I'll not be angry at you. That's right. I know homosexuality is evil because it is as I told you last time. I cannot stop thinking about it. It has infected my mind. Homosexuality is not normal, Pashan. Why? You are taking the man's genitals and putting them in the intestine. It is the excretory system. Oh, so it is designed for exit, not entry. If the bum bum was made for putting things in, it would be bigger and have its own natural lubrication system. Some people are big ourselves, Pastor. Please, I implore you, do not befriend them. They will corrupt you too. Now, I have turned my studies to the lesbians. Sorry, Vanessa. Sorry. Listen, hard and soft, soft and hard. Lesbian, straight, homo. We bring balance to the force. The lesbians, they do not have the tools for the job themselves, so I have observed them using their mouths. Oh, they go to the warm, tasty genitals and licky, licky the mid curtains. But oh no, this is not the worst of it. They become very creative and use bananas, carrots, and they use cucumbers. And they shoving them in and out, in and out of inside themselves. It is like ritual summoning the demon inside them. I have witnessed this change. The demon possesses them and they begin to become more like a man. Ha! <laughs> Pure oil? This is what she should be listening to. They cut off their breasts and start dressing up like the man. This is confusing to me. I don't know who am I looking at anymore. Is it a woman or is it a man? When I was young growing up, I listened to the music of poor George. I remarked upon seeing them on the TV that she was a very attractive young lady with her blue eyes and dark hair. She was! Then I found out boy George was a man. Huh? And I nearly got sick all over myself. I prayed the Lord's forgiveness and burnt my copy of Do You Really Want To Hurt Me? Why must they chop off their widgers and take the drugs to grow the boobies where boobies are not supposed to grow? Come talk to me, you. You need my guidance. This is just a phase. You must turn away from it. But back to the lesbians. This is an affront to God. A woman is here for a man so they can make babies and ensure mankind carries on the work of God. They think they no longer need men, so they hate us all. I watch them as they embrace each other naked. Their soft perfumed hair draped over the other woman's naked boobies. Oh. Touching each other's soft curves. The soft lips on the beautiful angled face. Touching the soft lips of another beautiful face. Erect nipples brushing against each other. Nipple counts like two. Oh, the one-eyed demon, he twitches as I observe this. But I resist the urge to touch it and give in to the evil. That's right, pasta. Her hand explores the other woman's body, making its way down the soft curves of her stomach, stroking her shaven crotch until finally gently pushing two fingers into her soft moistness. The finger, the banana, the carrot, they are no substitute for the man. Why? But then I see something new to my investigations. One of the lesbians positions herself over the other woman and pee-pees all over her. Pee-pees? The pee-pees everywhere, all over the sheets, all over the lesbian. This is why I do not want homosexuality in my country. I weep for your country, I really do. Please abandon sodomy, it does not lead anywhere good. If you accept homosexuality, you accept the pee-pee. 
Seriously, I weep every time I talk about this sodomy. I'm more than brave for your country. Yours, Pastor Bad Paw. You've had a few preachers on tonight. Once again, can I just say that the views of Pastor Bad Paw do not represent the views of the Further Rock Show. No. We wash our hands of all that. I wash my hands down to the river. Just read it, laugh at it. We're not taking Ignore it. We're not taking sides. But you can take sides. You can say whether the hard songs are the best or the soft songs are the best. Keep tweeting, keep texting. This is Mastodon. After two years of rummaging around a buzzard's guts, yeah! it's Mighty Mastodon and Show Yourself from the new album, Emperor of Sand. Mm. Now, me and Tony are split on this. Yeah. He has it under hard bag. Yes. But it felt very lightweight to me. That's fucking hard bag. Not quite squishy soft bag, but certainly putrefying its way there. No, it's still hard bag. Happily, the album is about cancer. It details the story of a traveller banished to the desert by an emperor, in effect giving him a death sentence. 
Mastodons lived in herds and were predominantly forest-dwelling animals that fed on a mixed diet obtained by browsing. Just like the lads in rural Georgia when they go online shopping at Tesco's. I think that's hardbag. That's why I chose it for the hardbag section. <laughs> you think that's softbag. I think it's softbag. Smash it on. <laughs> but it's very slow. It's that's doom. <laughs> doom. <laughs> that's what doom does. Now it's time to step back in time with the fuck back Friday. We're going back to Porky's. Nighty nighty. Seems like yesterday. The Friday Rock Show. <laughs> the horns of history have blown. It's time to go back. That's ready. That's ready. Let it flow all over you. Time to go back. On the Friday Rock Show. Backwash. Back into the musty, dusty <laughs> annals of AM. And we arrive in March 1990. Where are we going? Free elections happen in East Germany. Driving Miss Daisy wins the Oscar. Oof. And Beat International, Don't Be Good to Me, is number one in the UK charts. Don't be good to me. In Ireland, it was Jive Bunny. Of course. Also, Mick Gorbachev is the first ever US style president of the Soviet Union. I oh, remember him. He had the big, big pole in his head. In the AM newsletter, our own Mick Taylor delivers his new Porky's adventure tape with more laid-back production, Ooh. featuring two new characters, Vernon and Tomty. I remember them. The five-star review jizzed that Porky's is revamped, and at one stage, Vernon has an earpiece. The gang feeding him lines in McDonald's to get Joanna, the girl he wants. Oh, sounds all almost kind of teen film-esque. It shrieked that this was MT's best to date. Ooh. Alas, two more years, and Porky's was dead. So savour here that very scene of new character Vernon being fed lines by the gang to get the girl. Hey boy, what about an earphone job? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I saw it on MacGyver. <laughs> what? What? You mean fit an earpiece on Vernon? We can radio to him what we, what we want them to say. Oh yes, that's a ah, delightful yeah. idea. Jeez, that? that's amazing, man. <laughs> Come on, let's go rig it up now, come on. Go to my, go to my shed and we'll get some. Hey guys, there she goes into McDonald's. She sure got big memories. I'd stuck on them all night, I tell ya. Oh, this is really fucky. Man, <laughs> just like MacGyver. Okay, <laughs> pitch up there. <laughs> okay. Bubba's MacGyver. Hey, Molly, my ear. Like okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Spit it oh up. boy, go shake or shamrock. <laughs> Go on, go straight. I just have to get a bit of tape around the back of your ears. Don't let her see this. Cover your hair over it. Right, you're all fit, Vernon. That's good. Yeah. Fush. Act cool like. Go in and say hi. And apologize for the way you acted the last time. Okay, apologize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy, go on. And offer to buy her a milkshake. Right, and if she accepts, sit down with her. And then Floyd will tell you what to say, okay? Yeah, apologise, and then I sit down and Floyd. Oh my, go on. Yeah, I got it. The boy needs some gesticulation. Okay, now say it as if you mean it, right? Thank you. You ready? Hey! Yeah. Count to three and squeeze your arse. Ready? Come on, boy. Get the radio tuned in. Okay, go. All right, Vernon, you got me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. Okay. Don't talk to me whatever, okay? Uh, right. Don't look out. Oh. Okay. It's hard. I'll have a milkshake, please. Oh. Joanna? Uh-oh, it's you. I I'm sorry about the way I acted last time. Can I buy you a milkshake? Sure. Oh, thanks. Can we sit down and talk? Of course. Oh, thanks. Come on. What's that in your ear? 
What's wrong? No, there's nothing wrong with my ear. It's okay. Okay, sitting there now. Oh. Yeah. You got me. Your hand. Uh, <laughs> nice day. Yeah, yes, it is. Hey, I've got my eyes in a new car. Oh, yes. What kind is it? Uh, yeah. Chevy 58. Uh, hmm? uh, Chevy 58. Oh, that's a nice car, I like. Yeah. Fuck up. Uh, fuck up. Pardon? I'm not you. I didn't say anything. Oh, it wasn't you. Uh, what color um, is the car? It, it's... It's a lovely red. It, it, it's red like a period. I'm, uh, periodically. What? It's just been painted red. Oh. <laughs> Uh, do you come here often? I'll just smell what? you. What? No, no, I mean you smell nice. Oh, thanks. Well, I come here all the time. Uh, uh, you've got luscious memories. What are you talking about? Are you okay? Uh, uh, big boss. Uh, uh, you big boss. Uh, give me... Ah! You're causing a scene. Uh, I'll stick it in here if you don't fuck up. That's disgusting. Fuck off, Vernon. I didn't. Uh, why did I say I'm seeing a creature? I mean it. Joanna, come back. No, go away. Well, it's Guy Barky. Hey, what's that lad doing with finger in his ear? Ah, fuck off with yourself. Get out of my ear. What the fuck is going on? Run, 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 run. <laughs> and there's no script back then or anything. Well, there was a script now. Come on, mm. fair to say, I said, Mick Taylor Porky's back in 1990. <laughs> Heavily edited for the modern world. <laughs> All right, we missed it. We slowly awkward bits. Digitally destroying a hall. Nineteen ninety. It was funny. The rawness of it there was funny. All right. More improvisation. Um, and people were talking when they weren't supposed to. That was all part of it. It's funny. Start looking harder, a lot harder. Or start looking softer. Hard. It's so soft. Friday Rock Show with Adrian Byrne and Tony Wilson. Hard bag, soft bag. Which one would you choose? And on that note, we go back to the Friday Rock Show present. <laughs> and we say, it's time for the second last layer of the night now, lads. Supermassive greetings to you, Adrian. Breeny Mox here. Thought I'd beam out a signal to you as I'm in Ireland. In Westport to be exact. It's somewhere west of Greenwich Meridian, not far from the Furley Astronomical Telescope at Gibbler's Bell. It's been six years since we were there for your Stargazer special. It's extremely interesting here in the West. They speak not like one of us, and they all have massive lips. Massive lips, really? My first day, I went to a local cafe, and the locals burst into laughter when I said this was such a cheap and cheerful tea shop. And the best I'd ever been inside. Then they said that Westport would be empty this weekend because someone called Miu will head down to fill up Porky Queef in the south for feckin' backdoor match. Well, I daren't ask. They also warned me about the babe station, that it could almost kill me. The babe station? What, uh, what is the babe station? Read on! I said I politely I wasn't there for local prostitutes, but for the coronal holes and injector blankets near the galactic bulge. Oh, they oh, laughed really? again and said I didn't understand. They were right. I hadn't a clue what they were saying with their bulbous lips. But if I had known what they had tried to say in English then, I'd have got far away from here. But it is a lovely place, Westport. William Makepeace Thackeray describes it as the most beautiful view I ever saw in the world. However, I wasn't here for the view, 
but for the night. <gasps> the dark night, to be exact. Dark night! It's a dark sky zone here, and I was ready with my Mead ETX-90 observer to measure the critical black hole to bulge mass relation. Unfortunately, it's not gone according to plan, Adrian. In fact, it's been plagued by incessant interruption of mobile interference. I hate that. No matter how far out Clue Bay or up Crow Patrick I went at night, I'd hear screams of disgust from other stargazers, their mobile screens flashing up all over the landscape like fireflies. I decided to turn on my mobile to see if I got the same. No, nothing. But for the rest of the night, screens lit up across the plains below, followed by screaming. Then a phone or two launched through the air like comets. I couldn't concentrate, so I went back to my B&B. <laughs> As I got in, people were still awake, baggy-eyed, aggravated and annoyed. <gasps> Bizarrely then, there was even a national minister present, and he too had disconcertingly big lips. What's his, with the big lips? His name was Michael Ring, and he was trying to calm everyone down, telling them that they didn't have to change their numbers, and he was working with Comreg on a solution. I asked him what was wrong. Minister Ring said everyone is getting calls in the middle of the night. One of those people has an elderly mother and family members all over the world and there could be a call at any time that they would have to take. This is strange. Again, maybe it was his lips or ring talking about calls and women, but I was lost. That's Brady with the women. That's when a very small old lady who resembled a duck-billed platypus tugged at my sleeve and handed me a mobile. Babe station, she said. Winton ran away up the stairs. Before I could hand it back and turn down her clear offer, Mr. Ring put his face into mine, clasped my hand around the phone and said, Take it, turn it on, and they will come. Listen. Feeling uncomfortable, I did as he asked just to slip away from his mutinously frontal labia. <laughs> I quickly went to my room, locking the door and placing a chair under the handle. Babe station? Yeah, mate. Just off the left of the International Space Station. <laughs> In the evening, I awoke, took out my plugs to hear more screaming and ringing, and I headed back out with high hopes up Crookpatrick to monitor the greatest elongation and accretion disk in the Northern Hemisphere. There you are. That's what I was here for. I'm a man of science. So I tried to ignore the digital fireflies and anguished cries and focus my attention instead on the M15 globular cluster when I stuck my hand in my pocket for my sandwich and felt the phone the old woman gave me. Curious now, with Mr. Ring's words uh, ringing in my head, I switched it on and it immediately rang. Yes, with enthusiasm I took it. That's when I heard an Irishman's voice tell me I stomped the ground and I snort. I alert you that you're in my breeding territory. What in the name of Copernicus? He continued. The rhinoceros is not wearing his shirt. Uh, now listen fella, I'm not interested in playing your game. Rhinoceroses don't play games. They fucking charge your arsehole. Hey, hey, firstly calm down. You sound agitated. Be serious now. It doesn't get any more serious than our rhinoceros about to fuck you up the arse. <laughs> what, the actual supernova? It's on my feet. Dusters around my tough skin feet. Hey, hey, just what are you trying to achieve, matey? Nostrils flaring, I lower my head. My horn is the last thing you see. As skulls collide, and mine is the victor, hard and proud. What? Hard and proud? <laughs> You're now a bloodied ragdoll, caught atop my mighty horn. Okay, I'm hanging up. Lick my mighty horn. That's it, I hung up. But it didn't end there. The phone rang again and again. Irish mail after Irish mail telling me, amongst others, to burn your rope, grab my wand. Don't fuck with me, bitch. I'm the mightiest sorcerer in the land. Then, a soft, wispy voice came down the line and asked me, Where does the most subtly rising point occur at? Aha! 
I knew this one, but before I could say 23.5 degrees The most suddenly rising point to cause of my GREAT I screamed, hung up and threw the phone off the top of Croke Patrick. I packed my gear up, ate my sandwich and back to the B&B. Fuck Westport, I'm out of here. I lay on the bed and switched on the TV. As I rubbed my lens, a report came on and it looked like the tea shop that I was eating out of. It was! It was a chap called Kieran Maluli or something. I couldn't understand the jibber jabber of the accent until he said the word Babe Station. My ears pricked. Yes, Babe Station. Tell us, Kieran. Reveal your mysteries. Then suddenly the sun shone. Yes! The barbarously burst-lit Michael Ring appeared on screen and said that Westport was plagued by callers to the Babe Station. Sex chat lines. That phone numbers for Westport started with 098, similar to the UK-based premium rate service, and that many Irish callers are omitting the international code for the UK. That's why we're being bombarded. Randy Irish, unable to dial properly. Mr. Ring assured everyone that the matter would be resolved as soon as possible. With that, I chuckled. Stuffed my plugs in and slept soundly. Next morning as I checked out, I winked at the small old lady and said, Ta very much. She smiled, shuffled up to me and said, If I was still wondering why everyone here has black pudding lips, and I still really was, it was that before the townsfolk of Westport were harassed by callers seeking an adult TV station's sex chat lines, the town was regarded as the world capital of Botox as almost all of the world's Botox is still manufactured by multinational Allergen in Westport. I paused, smiled and shook her hand, gave her two free tickets to my next show and left the B&B feeling as if I'd learned more in one minute from an old Irish local woman than from all my years of British higher education. Ah, uh, Ireland. Revelation every time. You know, we're both clever and stupid in equal measures, Adrian. Say hi to Tony for me. Yours, Brainy Mox. Battersea. That's pretty much Babe Station. Now you know what that is. I do, yeah. I've, I've accidentally come across it whilst uh, channel sure surfing late at night. <laughs> well, if I was to ring, you'd have to be careful, wouldn't you? So, anyway, on to more music. <laughs> is it a hard bagger or a soft bagger we have? Jane Ryland, oh! Has it come to this? Soft bagger. We're stuck in the weeds. The weeds! I'm not perfect, I was never trying to be But I'm not long for this earth If we really only ever get one chance to
Continuing the Friday Rock Show tradition of playing songs with swear words in them. <laughs> <laughs> Those Californian squiddly sampler poppin' jays, Incubus. Incubus. Nimble bastards, all right. Oh, Life bastard. on their feet, too. Yeah. With fluffy blonde highlights, roller skating down Venice Beach. Can't get near them to bait them. The black slip-ons kept falling off. Thank heaven. From their eighth studio album, creatively titled Eighth. <laughs> <laughs> It was and is a nimble bastard. What's there to say about Incubus? <laughs> What's there to say about bastards? <laughs> Clean living lads, doing degrees, having babies, taking out mortgages, not an overdose infight or wife swap among the lot. They're not metal. That's why that soft bag. Switch on the learning channel, people. Professor Keith. Testing one, two. Bon Jovi. This house is not for sale. By house, he means his rich mansion with high walls, razor wire, and fuck you signs about it. God, John Bon only so wants to be Springsteen that Richie Sambora was born to run. And so he did. Ran out on the band last year during a tour. But our favourite former hair metal John remains defiant on this, <gasps> their, his 13th studio LP. This House Is Not For Sale is Bon Jovi's best album since Crush. It's not a good record, but John does stick to his staple diet of woe-woes. It's tight, it's catchy, it's meaty. A bit like a teenage vagina. It's in a U2 level of class. But that's more to do with U2's decline than Bon Jovi's ascent. John squirts his salty sauce all over cuts with scooped up lines such as If I need some sugar, I'll get it from your lips. Hey, can you not send Butler Phil down to your local JBJ community kitchen for some sweets? Apart from the saccharin, John's all about coming to terms with what he needs to come to terms with. Personal mistakes? Telling porkies? Making big profits? Yeah! Tico thunders his tubby thumps. I mean, it could be Tico. You never know with a Jovi LP. Alec John Such only ever did 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit in 85. Hugh MacDonald recorded everything else. Even wrote the iconic Living on a Prayer Baseline. Did not! <laughs> Too old and ugly in 83 though. <laughs> Once fat with cash, John fired Alec in 94, inviting Hugh up front full time. Anyway, the lead guitar from someone squeals short and sure so as not to insult the scuttered Sambora. My god, you can sing along to it. I'm coming home, coming home. Because you want to come home, or I ain't living with the ghost. No future living in the past. Because you don't want to come home. it in the old songs, actually? Or here comes the knockout. My time is right now. 
I'm throwing down. Because if you want to come home, you might fight for the right to come home. Or not. I don't fucking know. Ask John. But wait, if I chew these songs, I start to choke. Yet don't force me to slag it when I actually had fun listening to it. Look, it's not them 30 years ago. Get over it. Mm, maybe I'm getting too old for this. John is. He's an elder statesman now, and he's showing some human hunger that begs for more than simple refried cheeseburger music. He's a survivor, with a big sweat patch of determination that I admire, if only a little. Maybe he is sincere. Maybe a simple cliché isn't so disgusting when served with a full platter of woah woahs. He waltzes up his own rear though with last song. Come on up to our house. I'm not sure if he really believes all are welcome at our table. I mean, I wouldn't volunteer to sit at Bon Jovi's table. But well, why did he sing that? Is he hawking his JBJ soul kitchens that promote locally sourced ingredients, dignity and respect? Where friendship is our daily special with a slice of happiness for paying or in need customers? Is John Bon really a humble lord offering solace from a shaky, insecure situation? Or does he feel guilty for the system that made him so fucking rich while rendering millions of his fans so fucking poor? Ah, uh, anyway, don't be afraid to bite into this. You can swallow the whole lot yourself with a deluxe edition, adding six extra spoons of high calorie count courses. There you go. Keep the faith. Enjoy your meal with a side order of sick. Here comes the cryptic. You bastard. Here comes the cryptic. Ah. He's crying. Cryptic. Friday night. Friday night. Do it all again. We're never gonna do it. Never. Time is getting away from us once again And this is the final letter of the night And this one is from our old friend Linda Linda. Woo Hi Linda Hiya lads How are you You still messing around doing the same old stuff Ah Some things never change But my life does And it has the habit of doing so very drastically Things were getting tight at home, Adrian. There was no steady income and I was struggling to feed myself. I felt myself struggling with the D word. You know, depression like. That's forbidden! (laughs) Word on the Friday Rock Show! Being a frumpy dumpster still haunted me and each day I looked in the mirror and the lines were getting longer. I was no longer the vivacious 17-year-old who had men falling at my feet. I was a middle-aged widower who was expected to slowly disappear from society. Then, Adrian... I made the decision to end it all. What? I'm sure life was getting no better and everybody would be better off without me. Uh-huh. I would drink a litre, a bottle of Pims and down a couple of boxes of Salvadine and that'd be it. Before that though, I decided to have one final night of passion. <gasps> I emptied my credit union account and hired a male escort. <laughs> His name was Rupert and he gave me the most wonderful night ever. He was very experimental. He was into tying me up playing with food, putting objects inside me and trying lots and lots of different positions. Uh, you deserve it. Oh, Adrian. When I came that night, it was like a waterfall cascading down thunderously onto the rocks below. <laughs> you know what? Huh. It made me realise that I didn't want to end it at all. I should have their own brought it back to life. <laughs> Poor Rupert was then burdened with my woes. I told him all about the black hole of financial despair I'd sunk to and now sure I had blown the last thought I had on this night. Rupert asked if I considered going into his line of work. 
I was aghast. How could he suggest I sell my body? But Rupert, he assured me that he had total respect for himself. It was a job with a steady income, which was also very lucrative, and for someone who enjoyed sex, well, there were worse ways to make a living. Her friends Celine, they were doing some same things with some eastern farmers. Through my recent sexual awakenings, had given me new appreciation for the sensual world. But no, this was not me, was it? No. She's turned into Kate Bush. Jeez. <laughs> there are other avenues I you could explore, as well as movies, Rupert suggested. Ah, here now. If Hollywood hasn't called me by now. <laughs> so never fucking will. In fact, my acting wouldn't even make Fair City. Not serious acting, Rupert explained himself. Pornography. Perhaps you could ease yourself into it, Rupert suggested. An erotic photo shoot, perhaps? I know a man, Leo of Lion Productions. He can set you up. The next morning, an email from Rupert arrived as the pain of hunger was stabbing at my stomach. <laughs> the last paragraph detailed a 1,000 euro fee for the photo shoot. That's not bad. One it's photo shoot? That's less than you'd get now, but still. Holy God, Adrian. I could fill the fridges and cupboards. Leo Hancock's offices were glass and steel, a light, airy space with a view that overlooked the docks. He was sharply dressed and the creases in his tailored trousers were sharp as the angles of his face. Oh yeah, chiseled jaw! There was a subtle smell of expensive aftershave as he bored into me with his green eyes. (laughs) So you want a good life? (laughs) (laughs) Leo asked. Lots of sex, the adoration of people and financial security. I had the key, my dear. (laughs) But you must be ready to step across your boundaries. Suddenly, I was as certain about this as I had been about anything before in my life. Let's get this started, I proclaimed boldly to Leo Hancock. And so began my whirlwind journey. The photo shoot was lit flatteringly and tastefully. Online, the photo shoot was aimed at men who sought after MILFs. What are MILFs, Tony? They are magazines! I like the comment section beneath the photos was overwhelmingly positive, lads. Men described what they would love to do to me. This ex-frumpy dumpster had become an object of lust and desire, and I never felt this good about myself. No longer did I feel like apologising for myself. Sure, my breasts drooped a bit. I had stretch marks and my arms jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle, man. I was loving the skin I was in, and I was not alone. Oh, Linda. That's real beauty. An email arrived for Leo again telling me of the people he talked to who had gone wild for the photos. He offered me a chance to do my first adult movie shoot. (gasps) To a woman who had struggled to pay for food so recently. The fee was eye-watering. My first day on set, I had butterflies in my stomach. Mr. Hancock did his best to relax me. It was a straightforward one-on-one. Stop it, Tony. Put your trousers back on. I love it. Sick Cut bastard! Get the better of me! And my first scene would be with Joe Hilty. He got his name as he power drilled the women. As soon as action was called, I forgot the cameras were even there. Joe used his hammer action from every possible position, and I lost myself totally in the role. When filming ended, I was tired and sore, but completely fulfilled. Leo approached me excitedly about how we would fill a niche market. <laughs> Everything today was about encouraging diversity. I explained to Leo I wanted to do that as well, to show that the middle-aged body was nothing to be ashamed of. No. My work would be anti-ageist, pioneering. I just want to say aging in the studio now. Promoting. My middle-aged body. <laughs> I don't want to see it, Tony. I don't want to see it. I'm happy or happy with it, but I'm not happy with it. My work was to be anti-ageist, pioneering, promoting a healthy sex into old age. I will frolic, flop and dangle naked with no shame. No. These are not stretch marks. I'm just a tiger who has earned her stripes. 
Leo was visibly motivated by my little speech. (laughs) Yes, yes, Hancock exclaimed. I have just the idea. Tomorrow you will take it from three different men. But there will be a twist. (gasps) A twist? That night as I lay on my bed, soothing my vagina with some Vaseline, I wondered what the twist might be. The next day I arrived at the studio, with some anticipation. When the director started proceedings, I lay on the bed, waiting for the first man to enter my... (laughs) 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 I've seen something I don't want to see ever, ever again. (laughs) When the director started proceedings, I lay on the bed, with my pendulous breasts exposed. I waited for the first man to enter. He announced himself as Zuberi Jelani. I wonder where he's from. Is he playing midfield for you, know you? <laughs> yeah. Fear and excitement filled me at the same time. Zuberi was followed by a man named Tony One Testicle. <laughs> he had only one testicle, but it was enlarged and hideously deformed. It was beautiful in its own way, though. Just like me. <laughs> yes, when I embraced his testicle, I was embracing diversity, Adrian. Zuberi looked about 17. Once, I was young and beautiful too, I told him, looking straight at the camera. I do not envy you though, you may not realise it now, but middle age is just in the post for you. But it does not worry me now, I've never been more comfortable in my own skin. The door opened again, and the final man entered the room, but he was older like me, and he had a very familiar face. (laughs) Twelve inch tailor, he introduced himself as. (laughs) You, I went to school with you, I cried. How did he end up here? In a nutshell, 12-inch Taylor had left school and had pursued a career in radio. <laughs> he had a midnight slot as an extra to the station's main rock show, but when it got cancelled, <gasps> he descended into drugs and alcohol. Say, this is what happened to amazing. You didn't believe me. <laughs> it reached an deer when he was involved in a car crash, which portrayed... I can't say it. Burn it down. I'm getting too excited. Oh, Jesus, lads. Adrian, it reached an endear when he was involved in a car crash which propelled him through the windscreen and his penis was caught in a barbed wire fence. The severed penis was reattached but he chose to have a plastic surgeon that could extend it during the procedure. This led to 12-inch Taylor and his career in porn. Hey, the 12-incher. Oh, Jesus Christ. As I orally pleasured Zuberi, it was more of a mouthful than a magnum, <laughs> Tony one testicle entered me from behind. <laughs> then the coupe de gras was a spot of S&M as I tied a belt around Taylor's neck. I've waited 30 years for this moment, he said. Ever since the apple orchard in third class, he said to me. We've regretted ever since that we have only kissed. Now I will finally have you. I tightened the belt just enough and then I noticed a tattoo on the top of his thigh. Does that say Michael? Yes, replied Taylor. He was a friend of mine. I lost to a crocodile while I was in Florida. Michael, it said, was my poor beloved husband. Taken from me by the sea, leaving me alone. And this is what I've become. This tattoo was like a sign, a message from heaven. What would the big old bruiser think of me if he were alive? Rage filled me and I pulled the belt tighter around my co-star's neck. Twelvin struggled and fought as I squeezed the life from him, his eyes bulging. You won't finally be getting your hole off me after all, Mr. Twelvinch. Keep filming, cried Hancock. This is magnificent. Tony one testicle ran for the door, but the handle would not work. I turned and faced them all. Zuberi, the crew, Leo Hancock, rage swelling within me. They were filthy rats, all of them, exploiting themselves and women for money, engaging in the lowest perversions possible. Today, they would pay the piper. As I walked away slowly from the studio that day, caked in blood, I knew I had been lost. But these were the first steps. Towards my true redemption. Look after yourselves, lads. 
Maybe pop in for a cuppa if you're in the area. Lots of love. Linda. <laughs> what did she do? What? <laughs> what is the fate of 12-inch Taylor? <laughs> I think I know what happened to one testicle, Tony, though. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> That's not me. She's not speaking about me. Better play a song. We're running out of time. Last <laughs> song of the night. Speaking about bags, this is we're firmly back. It's a hard bag. This is Battle Beast. Bastard son of Odin. Yes! Yeah. 
by the bastard son of Odin. We're all bastards tonight. That was Battle Beast and the swollen red bulging pipes of Nora Luhimo. Luhomo! Bake if you get her name wrong. Nora Luhomo. You see her, you know. We liked Nora and her love for chickens and beating our band members around the forest when we spoke to her two years ago. Two years ago! She kicked out their founder and lead guitarist Anton and Battle Beast have since been inflated up to a double D. Well done, Nora. <laughs> Who do you sound like? That keyboard, though, subtracts from the hardbag totaler. But still hardbag-like, hey? Progressive. But anyway, Battle Beast, bastard son of Odin, from the new album, Bringer of Pain. Oh. She brings me pain just looking at her. But it's a good pain, in a good place. <laughs> Bastard son of Odin. Go on the battle breasts. I feel like that song was about me. I'm always living hard and driving fast. I tell you, that was basic for Linda, I say now. Uh, battle breasts herself. We should have her in the studio again. But it, that, that letter opened up so many questions for me. 12 inch Taylor, Tony one testicle, Zuberi. Bastard son of Odin. I couldn't be clearer. Whether hard basset or soft basset. I'm afraid Battle Beasts are the last embers of tonight's show but they burn brightly Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Tony deafened me Yes but that's it I'm afraid for another Friday Rock Show The Hardbag Softbag Special So what was the results? Hardbag of course (laughs) Hardbag wins it Every time (laughs) Are we we just going to leave him hanging? (laughs) Okay, thanks to all the artists. That's perfect. <laughs> He's gonna leave the bags hanging. He's broke. He's broke the outro. I wasn't finished. Before we say goodbye, I'd like to say thanks to all the artists who made the show special tonight. Metallica. Heart. Nickelback. Soft. Amon Amarth. Heart. All Time Low. Soft. Oyster. Heart. Fuzzy. Soft. Mastodon. Heart. Incubus. Soft. Battle Beast. Heart. And to all our letter contributors. Especially to Pastor Badpa. Brady Marlott. religious section of our... Lindar, Sean Wrigley, Baldy, Bob Baldy with the Cartoon Festival. Thanks everyone. Keep those letters coming. They're the lifeblood of the show. Without those letters, there would be no Friday Rock Show. And without you listeners. Until next time, keep living hard and driving fast. This was the Friday Rock Show. Good night. Good night. Friday Rock Show is a Tony Wilson production. Hey, we burst through one because I want to listen to Time Fiddler. Like. Yeah, <laughs> is this all you know? You better get your energy levels up. Huh? Hey! <clears throat>